Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back in the house one more again. We are back one more again. One episode away from a year. Yes. 51 episodes in the books. So we've been doing this for you every single week for an entire year. Every week without missing one. No. For a year. Yeah. A different episode every week, right. not replaying. We've never replay previous oh, episodes. I take that back. What? We had one episode. It wasn't a replay of ours, but it was one oh, that a, I interviewed. one that we did. Yeah, yes. but it was a different episode. It was a different episode. You see me? I'm bowing up in the cameras. You are bowing up. I know it feels good though. One <laughs> year to be committed, to yep. be consistent, to make a plan, to set goals. And to see it through for a whole year without dropping off once. This was not easy. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. But we saw it through. We We adjusted throughout the process. We had our ups, our downs. Mm -hmm. And from where we started to where we are now, from the first episode to this being the 51st episode, just the improvement, the knowledge that we've gained, the skill sets that we've gained, and the improvement in the quality up to this point, I'm I'm pretty pumped up. I'm excited. So Yeah. I, I feel like we have a pretty excellent excellently done podcast. Yeah. In terms of what we bring you every week. Um, I think we drop a lot of knowledge and skill. Yes. I also think that our audio quality is really good. And the fact that we started recording so you guys can actually see us and kind of have that interaction with us, I think is really high quality. Yeah. So yeah. um, And the fact that we kept it relatable, we didn't go outside of who we were and tried to do something that's not us or tried to be someone that's not us is what really um, excites me that we did this ourselves and we stayed true to who we were throughout the entire process. 
Yes, we so do. I'm pretty pumped up. So I know we got an episode to do today, but we do knowing that we're coming up on that year. I'm pretty pumped up. So I definitely had to put that out there because I know the year um, episode is going to be pretty um, entertaining and it's yeah. going to kind of give you snapshots of where we come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to share some things that we've grown through um, throughout this process and throughout this year. Yeah. So I agree. I had to I had to jump on that soapbox for a second. No, I'm excited and I think it's a good plug because I'm excited for today's episode, but I am really excited. There's gonna be a lot of work that goes into our year-long episode because we are going to go back and talk about our favorite moments from the year. And you guys will get to hear pieces of those episodes with us. Definitely. And it's they're exciting. Oh yes. And they're gonna be our favorites for many different reasons. So yeah, and we'll talk through um, them. And we'll talk through them. And different people may have uh, different favorites. Yeah. And we definitely wanna engage for the year yep. um of of what we put out and the people that we've engaged with and what you've taken away from it and kind of what we've seen from our side of it. So Yeah. All right. I know I took up a, a, about four or five minutes doing that, but um, I definitely felt like I had to um, and, and I'm slipping off the soapbox. It's OK. I think it's good. I'm excited. All right. Where are yeah. we going today? Let's give them what they're yeah. about to get today because we don't want to forget about today talking no, about a good <laughs> next yeah. week. I know. I mean, we are excited. We're excited we have about a lot the of future. things planned, but yes. Let's be in the present today. for a moment. Let's yes. be in the present for a moment. OK, so this week we we're talking about defining your values and how to do that. Mm. Yeah. I think that um, I think this is a good topic. One. Because when you talk about defining values and for us to have been doing this for almost a year, Mm -hmm. that there had to have been this process um, throughout, you know, the year that we had to define what our values about this podcast, this thing that we decided to do was going to be. Um, And I think that today we're going to break it down into a couple of different um, sectors of where you can apply uh, some of the things that we have. Mm Also, this is something that we are very passionate about and something that we do together Mm -hmm. with groups um, in different, you know, um, different settings. Um, So I I think that I just led a workshop on Monday night. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And and I lead a couple of annual workshops Mm -hmm. um, with college students um, and some with professionals on this exact thing um, when they're coming into college and they're not around their parents or their guardians anymore yeah. and how they are defining their values in this new setting that they're in. So I have fun with that. And then with some of the professional groups that we've done um, as they're transitioning through different times and different stages in their career or in their work setting, we've kind of talked through what that looks like. So it's something that we've done, something that um, we're passionate about. And I think that we want to share some of those um, different ways that we do that with the groups with you all today live. Yeah. So stay with us. Let's get a little personal. Oh, my goodness. OK, because <laughs> I want to talk about the importance of like why it's important to set value systems. And I think it's easy. I I would venture to say I did not do my research for this episode. Shame on me. But I would venture to say that there are a lot of people who do not take the time to actually define written values for themselves, for 
um, what they're doing either in relationships, for their businesses, for their work and career path, for their families, that kind of thing. I think it's easy just to not even think about it or think that it's a thing or an important thing to do. Or maybe you just think you don't have to write them down because I just innately have all these things that I do or like I was taught these things by my parents. Like I go to church every Sunday because that's what I grew up doing and so it's one of my value systems. But if you don't define for yourself why you have the routines and the habits and the rituals that you have, why it's important and why you claim those values, then it's going to be difficult for you to stick to those values. And we ran into this. I hate I hate putting you on the spot, but we talked about this last night. Um, you know, we had a very honest and frank discussion between the two of us about <clears throat> when was the last time that we sat down, we together have defined values for our relationship, for our marriage. We have defined values for business. We have defined values for ourselves. We've done that multiple times. Um, and we talked about, do we have defined values for us as a family? Um, and we realized that we really didn't because there are things that are not going to translate from the values we have for each other and the values that we hold individually, even if they're similar, they're not going to translate into a big, I mean, we're talking about four people who are very separate individual people. Even if the kids are young, it doesn't matter. It's still important to define family values. And so we had a long discussion. We were actually supposed to record this podcast last night (laughs) and we didn't because we thought it was more important to have the discussion about the process for us to define our family values. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? What is the importance um, kind of on top of what I've said about like, you know, defining your systems and understanding why you're doing your rituals and habits more so than just because I grew up doing them. Besides that, what is the importance of defining values? Um, I think you kind of alluded to it in, in the explanation that you were given, and it creates that framework around why you are doing the things that you're doing and why the things that you value or that are uh, that is important to you um, matters so much. So it creates that framework around it. I think that's the first thing. And I think that matters because everything that you do, um, it, it has to tie back to something or a purpose. And I think that that's one why I wanted to have the conversation last night and why it mattered, because we were doing a lot of things that were habits and that were rituals, mm-hmm. but they weren't geared or based towards a particular framework of how our family um is going to be viewed or how we want our family to be represented. Mm -hmm. And that mattered to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So like you said, we go to church every Sunday, um, but in the context of our family values and the framework of our family, what does that mean? We just go to church just because you go to church or are we going to define faith as one of the cornerstone values to our family? Um, and, and I think that that's how it matters. Also, it kind of creates that um, level playing field. And what I mean by that, and I'll give an analogy. So, for instance, um, I grew up playing basketball and football, but I'll use the basketball analogy this time. So what if no one took the time to make sure that the court was clean, make sure all the dust was off, dust mop, mm-hmm. and went across it with the floor cleaner um, and, and to make sure that it was in playing conditions? When everybody get out there, the game is not going to go as smooth as possible. One, you increase the um, potential of injuries occurring. Mm-hmm. You also 
impact the game. So without doing that and and taking that um, analogy and and kind of l- creating the level playing field, um, you know, you can go out there and do everything, but you still have those things that are kind of like lurking in the background that by you just doing what you need to do out front and setting the foundation or the framework around the importance of what's about to happen, then you kind of lose that sight. So I think that for us and our family, I definitely felt like the conversation was very important because we did a lot of things like sure we love each other and we express our love and we go to church and we do all these things together. We eat together. But I'm like, these are just isolated um, Mm -hmm. individual things that we do. How does this relate to the framework of our family and how we see ourselves as a family, as a whole. So that's why I think it's important. So Mm -hmm. basically what we did is we kind of eliminated some of those barriers for the potential injuries, you know, for the potential slips to impact the outcome of what we're trying to achieve as a family. Um, So that's why I think it's important. And that's why I think it matters. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's harder. Um, It's not impossible and it's something that you have to do, but it is a lot more of an in-depth process and it's a little bit harder to set goal or to set goals, to set values for a group than it is for an individual. It's not easy to set them as an individual, but it's much easier than setting them for a group. So it does take more time and it takes a process that you have to go through for sure. Um, how do values or how should values kind of change through the seasons of your life as they change? I think that as you go through the different seasons in life, that your values are going to shift. I'm not going to so much say change. I think you add some, some may come off the table, but they shift. And I think that um, as you mature, as you learn more, as you um, let different people into your life, it's going to change. I know specifically for us in our relationship, um, whereas when it was just us before, you know, our daughter was here, our values were in different orders. Priorities were in different orders. Um, and, and as we kind of grew together and then we um, introduced a new being to the situation, our values changed. Whereas some things I felt like I could go do, get away with. and You didn't really worry about that much. Once, you know, Anna got here, you were like, OK, I want you to be around. So, like, let's think about this, you know, where our values are. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how it changes and shifts throughout life. That's true. I um, There is actually a specific time that I can think of that I needed I needed you to change your values. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was where you were working. Yeah, it was a little side hustle and it was good money. Yes. It was, um, it was real good, good money. money. So I think er- you should clarify because right now it might sound like you, <laughs> like what side hustle you had that was good money. No, nah, I wasn't selling <laughs> drugs, but I was around drug dealers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am just being real. Yeah. Nah. So, um, you know, back in the day, I had a little side gig where it was easy money, and I worked at a club, um, a very popular club, and. Um, they used to call on me and I told them, I said, I only want to be an usher. I don't want to be no security guard because of my size. I mean, I'm six, two during that time. I was probably like two twenty five, two thirty. Um, they, they wanted me to be a, a security for the club. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Just, I want to be an usher. 
So basically what I did was I held down the VIP areas and checked people passes to make sure they were supposed to be in VIP or not, which right. was almost kind of like bouncer security light, but it wasn't in the mix where if something popped off. I had to, you know, jump in. So I, all, I did that a lot and I took on a lot of those gigs. And like I said, it was good money. They paid a lot of money. The club was packed every time. And I had a chance to see a lot of people in concert. I had a chance to see a lot of different events um, and I got paid to do it. Yeah. And when you're an usher and you work with the people in the VIP, like they're a different type of people. They're not like the same people that's out on the floor. Like they are less rowdy. They like chill. They kind of like do their thing up there. And for for me, it was easy because I'm like, oh, yeah, you good. And once I find out who like holding the spot down, like basically who paid for it and got it. Like once I talk to them, I'm like, hey, if you need anything, holler at me. I got you. And then they'll just come and be like, they good. I'm like, OK, come on in. He says you good. He got the spot or either he'll say, now nah, you need to check all their passes. So that's what I did. Um, and I can tell you fights did break out in the club. Um, there were times where things um, kind of got shut down because, you know, stuff happened in the club. I'm going to leave it in the club. I ain't going to put all the business out there. But there are times where I had to evacuate the club. <laughs> evacuate. You know what I mean? I'm going to use that term, evacuate. But the money, though, was good. And we were able to do a lot of things together because of that. So anyways, I was in the club. I was working. I was making good money. And then once we found out that we were about to have a little girl, um, it was kind of like, all right, D, like, nah, we don't need you dealing with this foolishness no more. So yeah. I need you to step back. And I had to give up my duties of ushering at the club. I mean, it was a good gig for sure. And I won't fault it for that because it gave us 500 bucks a night for standing, ushering people in to the VIP. It was a good gig, like I said. <laughs> cash, money. They paid cash money, too. I ain't have to do no. Uh, let me stop for that. I been and got the club shut down. <laughs> I ain't had to do no W2, no W4s and nothing. They paid me cash money every night. And I literally stood up there, you know, in my black and had my little flashlight. And let people in the VIP who was supposed to be in the VIP in the sections and got paid $500 a night for that. It was a good gig, but it did get to a point where I was like, I need you to be around. Yeah. Because, you know. Stuff did happen. I'm seven, eight months pregnant and yeah. I'm about to have our child and I need <laughs> you to be here and alive and in one piece. Yeah. And additionally, I mean, it it, it wasn't safe for you on the roads, you know, coming in at 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah, that was tough. It just tough. wasn't, and yeah. that worried me. Um, and so we made that decision that sometimes you sometimes your value system is going to make you choose between one thing and another. Yeah, we made that decision. Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but, but definitely the value systems did change. And once yeah. you expressed to me, because you know me, I wanted to keep doing it. Yeah, because one, it was providing for us and, and it was good for us. But you, you know, you express that the values of our situation and my well-being and being available to my family and things matter more than the money. I was like, OK, I get it. Um, it took me a while to actually say I get it. But, you know, I did and I understood. Yeah. And I quit working at the club. <laughs> 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 you did i appreciate it though oh i know you did <laughs> i know you did think about it though you get paid to go to the club and chill in vip that's true and you saw some good acts. i did yeah. i saw a lot of people in concert i yeah. seen a lot of good stuff and i mean front and center yeah 
And the people used to always take care of me in the VIP. Oh, like yeah, you I, I get tipped out. I know, and I and they try to give me drinks and stuff. I'm like, nah, I'm working right now. I can't drink. Yeah. And they order, you know, wings and stuff. And they like, you good? Come on, come chill for a second. I'm like, nah, I got to do my job, you know. And yeah. and they take care of me. And I was just like, this is cool. <laughs> and it was easy. And then when stuff did happen, obviously, you know me. I, I know my surroundings. And obviously, working there, I knew yeah. the way out. Like they all put their hand on my shoulders and we all getting out. Like it just mm-hmm. all worked out. And I had my same little spot all the time, you know, front and center to the stage off to the left. And it was cool. And I enjoyed it. And I got paid. Like I said, cash money, 500 out the dough yeah. for that. Hey, it wasn't a bad Sometime two nights I a mean, week. So great. in a weekend, make a thousand dollars for just standing in the club. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. It is. Crazy. She made me give it up. I know. I mean, we agreed. I mean, we decided to give it up together. I, I, we talked about it. We made the decision. Why he, are you yawning? He be, well, I'm tired because your son was up most of the night. Last oh, night. I'm like my club story. Boring you? No, your club story was oh. exactly what happened. <laughs> All right. But so anyway, and if you guys could see if you're not on YouTube watching this, you probably should be because Daryl's facial expressions are pretty priceless through most of this. I'm just smiling. Uh-huh. What's next? Come on. We got to keep this thing moving, girl. We halfway through. <laughs> I spent 20 minutes talking about the club. If y'all could feel my excitement in it, I it was fun. Yeah, it was uh, outside of the, the altercations that happened. But it was fun. Yeah. But here, OK. I'm going to get off track, but it'll only be for like 30 seconds. You can time me. <laughs> Why they tried to make me be security? You know what I mean? Because you big. I'm like, I'm not trying to be security. I ain't trying to break up no fights. I ain't, I ain't trying to jump on nobody. You know what I mean? I don't want to be security. They tried to make me be security. I'm like, let me be the usher. As soon as I said they looked at me like usher, I'm like, yeah, I want to be an usher. I want to wear my all black. You give me my flashlight. You give me my little side... Um, it was it was almost like what you call them little things you put on your hip. Like a walkie-talkie. No, not a walkie-talkie. Oh. Like a little bag, the little pouch. Like a fanny pack. A fanny pack. Yeah, <laughs> I had my little red red fanny pack. I was doing it all black red fanny pack and a flashlight. I bet you looked good. Hey, but I turned it to the side though, oh, so yeah. it wasn't like in the front or in the back where it like much cooler looked corny. Like it was like yeah. on the side. No, the side probably looked really And good. I had it yeah. loose so it was sagging a little bit. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was like <laughs> Oh, I bet you look great. I was doing it with the yeah. fanny pack. Making that money. Yeah. I was doing it with the fanny pack. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it looked amazing. What? With my look. Off to the side. Now, I en- I enjoyed my flashlight though cuz you know if you ever been to the club anybody that's listening to this that's been to the club and then if you haven't been to the club I'm just going to take you on the inside of a club. You know the security and the usher and stuff they get the little flashlight so when they come through they get to do the little shine yeah, through and everybody true. see the little flashlight and the and the thing part like the red sea you know yeah. what I mean? It open up and then people come through with the flashlight. I used to love doing it's like that. Moses. I know when people wanted their bottles in the VIP I had to step down and be like hey let me through let me through let me get this bottle <laughs> hey it was it was fun though You're it was so tight fun. or either i flash it over to the to the little bottle service girls and um and, and they'll come walk over there and put the little sparkles on it <laughs> all right I'm, I'm going back to the club get back to that club we gonna have to go one night and i'm just gonna have to get a vip so you can get the full experience of what i, I used love to love that what i used to work at you know what i mean we'll be on the inside of it and yeah. then 
our usher, I'd be able to be like, hey, man, I used to do that. You know what I'm saying? I would love that. I was an usher just like you one day. Now I'm sitting in the VIP. You too can make success <laughs> your lifestyle. <laughs> Anyways, define anyway. your values. We so, defined yeah. our values and she made me come up out the club. Come on, let's keep yes, moving. That is true. So um, I think we can talk about then kind of how we have defined values. Um, we definitely have processes to do this. We have processes that we lead people through to do this, especially when they're big groups of people. Um, and so I want to help people understand how to do this because they might be like, why? I mean, now I know it could be necessary. Um, but why should I do it and how do I do it? Um, and I think, well, you know, we talked about kind of how it's defining your life right now in this moment. But I think another really important thing is that values help you determine where you're going because that will guide what you do and the opportunities that you go for and how, say for us, like how our family is represented, how our kids understand how our family needs to be represented. If they are part of this family and a part of this group and they subscribe to these values, which they will, because we're going to include them in parts of the process. At least Anna, Vaughn is, you know, still jumping we'll bring off the couch, them in. But yeah. yeah, we'll bring them in and let them at least sit and mm-hmm. see that yeah. we're all together yeah. for a, a reason. Yeah. And he does like that. He's so cute when we're like praying at the dinner table and oh. he will grab my hand and like bow his head. And, and so he'd be cute. peeking and then he'd know when it's my turn. He'd uh-huh. be like, dad, dad. Yeah, I'm be like, like hold on, buddy. I'm going to pray. Give me a second. Let your sister finish her verse. <laughs> you know, your sister get to do her verse and then it's my verse. That's funny. But he'd be like, dad, dad. I'm like, hold your horses. I'm going to get this prayer for you. But it do be funny. He do like to be included. He does. He does. So anyway, so we do have processes that we go through for ourselves, that we go through with others. And um, I want to give some of the tips and tricks. Let's um, do that. Because, yes, we actually do this as part of workshop series. We come in and facilitate. But I want you guys to be able to do this for yourselves, too. Um, One of the things that we do, and this is something that we facilitate, but you can do this on your own as well, is we will go in, we'll get a big sheet of values with like 50 to 100 values, like depending on how much you actually want to look through. But we get a big sheet of values and then we ask people to first narrow their values to like 20. So you have to circle 20 values that represent you, that represent the things that you think you stand for. And then you have to go in and you have to eliminate 10 of those. Right. And so it gets a little bit hard. And when we get to this part of the process, people are like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) you're going to make me eliminate out of like I chose out of a list of like, you know, let's say there was a list of 75 values. I already had to choose 20 and now you're going to make me go down to 10. And so people get real fired up about it. Fired up about that. Yeah. So then they really don't like us when we stand up and we're like, hey, we need you to narrow down to eight. And so cross two more of those off your list. And so they really don't like that. Um, And then we make them cross three more off. So they're down to a total of five values. And this is significant and it's important because a lot of times with the list of values that we have, there's a lot of overlap in the words that are used, but some have 
slightly different meanings or um, they may mean something different to somebody to like this person than they do to this person. Right. And so we think it's important to make people narrow those things down. And one of the things that we tell people as we do this workshop is that we're not telling you that those things that you crossed off or that you never even circled in the first place are not important to you or you don't uphold them. Because I've had people like, oh my gosh, you... (laughs) you, you are making me choose between family and faith, you know? And so they'll stay, they'll say stuff like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean that that value is not important to you. But if you don't have a way to prioritize your top five values, like basically the concept is if everything is important, then really nothing is important to you. And so it doesn't mean that those other things are not important. It just means these are the top five that you're going to prioritize in your life. Yeah, I think the second part to this workshop, which I get to do, is um, is fun for me. So after we do that, then we come back. And if you've ever played the game, either or, it's like that. Um, so basically, an example would be um, you just got your paycheck on Friday and your rent is due. But your friends also want to go out to the club. Which are you going to do and why? Are you going to pay the rent because you know it's due? Or are you going to spend your money going out with your friends at the club? And, I mean, those are two, to some people, especially when we do this with college students, those Mm -hmm. are two big deals. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, man, I want to go out. I want to be on the scene. I want to hang out with my friends. And I value friendship. And I value, um, you know, hanging out and enjoying experiences. And then I'm just like, so... You would rather do that than have somewhere to live. No, I want to pay my rent. But uh, if I miss a month, then they'll just make me double up on the next. And then, and then we make them talk through it. And they have to pick either or and then explain why and then tie it back to their values mm-hmm. and how they came to making that decision. So that's the part that I, <laughs> that I like. Yeah. So when April's kind of going through and we work through it together and we're making them cut from you know, 50 to like 20 to 10 to eight to five. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't. And then I come right back and hit them with the club or rent. And they just like, oh my God, I want to go out, but I got to pay my rent. You know what I mean? But um, what it does is it make you think Mm -hmm. and it brings um, real life uh, into perspective. Whereas you're going to have to make tough decisions and you have to have values or some type of system around the decisions that you're making yeah um so that that's why i like it and and like we said you can definitely do it uh by yourself but i definitely know that with us two and the dynamic that we bring in the excitement um it it definitely makes it a little bit more vibrant and a little bit more fun yeah and then another thing that i added into um this past week when i did the workshop with the group that i did the workshop with i added something new in because um as i (laughs) hear this new new i don't know about the new new y'all i know we didn't did this I mean, a lot of times. A lot of times. Yeah. So, and she just did one by yeah. herself yeah. on Monday, and I wasn't a part of that. I was yeah. at the house with the kids, and she just told me just now in this episode that she got a new new with the process. So, tell me about this new new. This is my first time hearing about it, so I don't know. Just like y'all don't know. Tell me about the new new, Miss New New. So you know me well, and a lot of you, if you've been listening or watching, you also know me very well now at this point, and you know that storytelling is really important to me, Uh huh. and there's a reason for that, and that is because I believe that a story, if it's 
your story, if it's somebody else's story, however that story comes about, that story has a lesson behind it, or there's a really key takeaway behind your story. And so what I had the people in this workshop do was I had them um, talk to me. Well, I had them write down and they had to talk to me and talk to each other about the origin of their values. So where did their values come from? What is the origin story of their values? Did it come from their parents? Did it come from something that um, they picked up on? Maybe they went through a really hard time in their lives. And so they picked up on this habit and it became a value for them. And so I wanted them to reflect on that because that's a super important part of telling your story. Like you can't tell the last, you know, 10 chapters in a book without talking through the first 20 chapters first. That makes up the entirety of your story. And so they had to go through and explain the origin story of their values. I like that. You got to, we got to do that together now. She yeah. didn't added something new. But hey, I like that though. You just leveled up our values um, exercise. Yes, I did. Oh, that's good stuff. I missed out on it. I know. Wow. Sorry. No, you were the kid. So. I know. But you know, I get excited about this stuff and she yeah. hit me with the new, new. New, new. And I ain't even get the experience yet. That's cool. That's good though. I think that um, that really matters because a lot of times when we have done this previously, um, and it could have been for whatever reason that we just never thought of it until you went and did that on Monday. But I feel like that backstory kind of matters because we yeah. make them pick, but we never really get into the depths of why they are picking those values, which yeah. if I'm taking what you're saying correctly is you make them reflect mm-hmm. and identify experiences or influences that have brought those top values to the forefront in their lives. Yeah. Wow, that's good. I like yeah. that. And I, and I did it after they had to select their values. Oh, because, that's even better. So yeah. they couldn't like. Right. They couldn't uh, flip flop. They couldn't. They had to really help themselves understand why it was important to have the values that they listed. And so it was just a really good exercise. I encourage you guys. I mean, yes, we would love to come in and lead workshops if you're doing this in a group. But if you just need to define for yourselves, do the things that we told you to do. We can post the resources. We can post the list of values for you. Yeah. Um, and then just walk through and narrow them down to five. However you have to get there. Sometimes it takes a little, I, I recommend elimination because I think it makes you think um, more in depth about the things that you're eliminating and why instead of just going through and choosing your top five. I think you need to do elimination, but you can go through and choose your top five on your own. I agree with the elimination process. And one of the reasons why we chose this, and I'm pretty sure when I say this, you're probably like, yep. Uh, one of the reasons why we chose the elimination process is because it. Um, helps you to not think too much about it when you're trying to pick your top five like you get stuck and you think about it whereas we say pick 25 that stand out to you your top five are going to get mixed in with that anyways and you're going to go through like oh yeah I like this and the more that you have the easier it is for you to pick without thinking about it too much into depth and then as you eliminate you know you have time to kind of process throughout the elimination process yeah. whereas you're looking at 50 however many different values you're like oh my gosh i really like this one mm-hmm. oh but i see this one i really like this one but do i like this one more and you start to think and it takes a long time and yeah. you um start to lose that authenticity of yeah. why it is a value to you whereas with the elimination process we're like i'll oh, pick 30 of them if you want and you're like oh i got this oh this one this one 
And then when you get down to the last you like, oh, I'm going to go with this one. But your top five are going to be in there. And yeah. then we kind of go through and break it out in that process. Because I know we've tried to do like pick your top five. And everybody's just like, oh, I like this. Oh, no, I don't. Oh. And then we yeah. just be there all day. <laughs> and we'd be like, all right, everybody got five. No, 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 no way. I got to get two more. Yeah. Whereas when you eliminate and you narrow it down, they're just mm-hmm. like, dang, I got to pick one. All right, this one gone. Shoot. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's why the elimination process works. But definitely, if you want to pick your top five, you yeah. can do that. And then one last disclaimer. Um, we share the sheet that has, I don't know how many you said, 52 or however many it has on there. But if you have any additional values, you can definitely add them in. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we let people do that because we don't. The list is never exhaustive. Nope. Like, people are so different and multifaceted that. You can't ever have a comprehensive list of Mm-mm. values for a population, right? That's right. Um, so, so yeah, so that is our process. That's how we go through values for ourselves. That's how we lead workshops surrounding values um, for other people. Yeah. And we think that they're super important, not just to define who you are today, but to define who you will become in the future and to help guide your life in what you should be doing based around your value system. Right. And I like that new, um, that new added component that you get a chance to reflect because I think that is very important because, um, you are impacted, influenced, directed, pushed, driven by different things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't have a chance to think about it and it does influence the decision or the value that you decide to make as a, key component to your life or where you're trying to go. So I think it's good to have that opportunity. I think that's a great component that you added in. Thank um, you. Yeah. No, I, I'm ready to like see it in action where we're doing one together though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. What else? That's all I've got. That's it. Yeah. So 51. 51. This was fun. I'm so pumped that we're coming up on a year. Next week. Next week. I'm excited. Yeah. So get ready for that. Hopefully you take some time. Think about your values. If you have them, make sure that they're still um, priority for you and create that framework around how you want to be represented. And if you have a family, you know, define what those values are for your family as a whole, Mm -hmm. Um, because it matters. It's important. And I think it kind of um pushes you towards your purpose. Yeah. Um, That's what it's about. um, Living out your purpose. And uh, I think it's important. If you want to bring us in, reach out to us. Yeah. And we'll definitely see what we can work out and, and come in and help you um, or your organization or your group mm-hmm. or your family. Anybody will come talk to you and try to help you figure that out. So, yeah. All right. That's all I got. Well, it's never too late <laughs> to make success your lifestyle. I thought he was going to burst into song. Nah, I ain't got a song. Oh. I might try to come up with one for uh, for the next year. Oh. I can't sing, but I definitely will come up with a song, though. Oh. I did kind of do the, le- never too late. I know. It's never too late. Never too late. I got to go back to the club some more so I can. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it. We out. All right. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics, and we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com, or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And 
mine is April Dawn Love It on all platforms.